Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Hey everyone, before we start this podcast, I just want to leave a little disclaimer. Some of the things we talk about are a little mature for some of our younger audience, not because we're saying anything crude or inappropriate, but we are talking about sexual purity. So there's just that up front. Also, if you are going to listen to this podcast, our only request is that you listen to the podcast in its entirety. There are sections of the podcast where we're talking about things where They can be easily taken out of context. You're going to misunderstand some of the things we're saying, and we don't want that. We believe that clarity is kindness, and we want you to understand our full view on sexual purity and what we're talking about. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy the podcast, listen to the whole thing, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Right, well, welcome back to this week's episode of the Armory. Ooh, ooh. We we were actually we had a pretty crazy weekend. <laughs> you know what it. I was thinking about? What? Every time we start the podcast, we say we're so busy or we had a crazy weekend. And I'm wondering that's our life. If we will ever get to a point where we're no. not saying that? Oh, I know for a fact we won't. So it's kind well, of well, that's not true. We might stop saying that. Yeah, but, that's but not it might not be true. Life is yeah. life is crazy for all people. But I just think it's funny that we start every time being like, we had a crazy week. Like normally yeah. we don't because the norm is that we always have a crazy yeah. week. <laughs> I guess the only reason I even bring it up is because people always are saying, we love when you talk about your lives and like what happened. I know you say that every time we do our podcast. Things. Yeah, well, it you, is true. you bring people up like it. that we need to keep going every time we do the podcast. I know. I think it's because I'm so anxious about what we're going to talk about every week. Well, joke's on you. We're just going to talk about our week today. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> so when that's over, we're done. <laughs> What? We actually had a really fun weekend. It was really fun. It was very busy in the sense that it was super draining for me. I imagine it was draining for you as well. In some oh, ways. yeah. But it was actually really fun and life-giving at the same time. Yeah. Essentially. We're both extroverted, so that my, is One of my best helpful. friends growing up, I'll tell you, his name is Kyle. He just got married this weekend. Mm-hmm. I could make that a long story, but to keep it short, essentially what happened is we went up, well, I went up Friday morning to get stuff from his house Mm -hmm. and basically get a bunch of cars and caravan all the way up to pennsylvania where the wedding was going to be we had the wedding we got we set all everything up friday and we were going to set everything up saturday morning as well the Mm -hmm. wedding was going to be in the afternoon but it's raining in the morning and we're like oh my goodness there's certain things we can't set up the wedding's outside things got there late yeah so all this stuff's coming together finally like the rain stops dries up really quickly the weather gets super nice so nice and then it all works out but this is the funny thing this was not a normal wedding by <laughs> any means so kyle and his wife gabby are both very into renaissance by the way Lord gabby's the, the sweetest person you ever meet marvel star wars all the things combined but not like at a normal level like <laughs> i'm into those things too but they're at it at a hyper level to where it is the theme of their wedding. Mm-hmm. So the groomsmen are dressed. AKA Matt. Matt and, <laughs> and others. other people were dressed. <laughs> we were wearing brown like pirate pants and white 
and cream, like pirate looking shirts. We look like off brand Captain Hooks on a Broadway movie, like it, on a Broadway show. Like it you looked, guys looked really good, actually, was, no, for it what you were wearing. It matched the theme perfectly. Yeah, it was But good. I have never been to a wedding. I liked what that you guys thematic. wore better than it. like what I had imagined it was going to be, which was like everybody's in their own character. Like I really liked so you guys I all wore the same I thought it was going to be like that at first. I think maybe that was part of the plan, but we changed it. And the reason the. Anyways, it looked good. There was, it was like this, it was very thematic, but. Mm-hmm. The, the bridal party, or at least for the groomsmen, were very specifically kind of dressed in a certain way because Kyle wore like a suit of armor, basically. It was very yeah, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, very cool. And the ceremony was actually beautiful. They and her dress and her hair actually the decorations like kind of... Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but it looks cool. The me. decorations in for the ceremony were also very thematic but the ceremony itself was very traditional traditional, christian wedding it was very cool had a fun time danced a little i do not like dancing matt fulfilled his best man duties but the the dance floor was not popping so if you guys came to our wedding you would know that matt and i both do not dance like i i think i did like one song with my friends at our wedding and then that was like it and your dad did a backflip yeah, but we were not <laughs> dancing at our wedding or any wedding we've really ever been to. But we were like, we knew they wanted to dance at their wedding this weekend. So we were like, okay, we'll help get people to the dance floor because yeah. you are good at that. And then the dance floor got crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, just literally to had to, I just literally had to say, this isn't about me. It's about Kyle and he wants people to dance. So I just went crazy. And I don't dance, nor do I know how to dance. Yeah. It's not that I'm shy about my good dancing. I can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> so, But really no Christian people at a wedding can like know how to dance i know we're, we're lame yeah literally in the sermon i preached a couple weeks ago i talked about how christians are really bad at having fun and we should have the most fun out of all people yeah so i don't I remember sh- that from take, your sermon but you weren't listening that's okay yeah, i need to take up <laughs> dancing lessons clearly for my oh we should do that sometime that'd be kind of fun so i would do that yeah because i don't like that's like you're there to learn yeah that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun that would be fun anyway crazy weekend by the time saturday night comes around i get home <laughs> Like so late, eleven o'clock, midnight-ish. I have to teach on Sunday, so it was just one of those weekends. But I had the out. easiest weekend of my whole life. Ileana actually had. I'm just kidding. She went crazy because not crazy in a bad way, but like you got there, there was no real wedding coordinator, wedding planner. This is a very DIY wedding, in the most and, awesome way. Like it oh, all no, was, it was so, so beautiful. Good. Yeah. But then you got there, and they're like, "We need someone to take the reins for all this like setup, Which teardown." And it's actually my dream job Ileana to be went, put in charge. Went crazy. If people know and I just, can be a point person and are letting me do that, I yeah, will gladly do that. She was like, "Let's go." This is I basically this, this is that. told all the groomsmen what to do. The groomsmen literally were the decorators. I was just telling you guys. Yeah, what that's to do. we were the yeah. That's how I do funny have to say the coolest part about the wedding is because if anybody knows me, this is like so not like me. The wedding. But it was so awesome. Each centerpiece, each oh, yeah. table was named, I guess not a character, was named something after a Lego set. set. So they Is were that all the word? Lego different set. Lego sets. And so like the centerpiece of each table was this Lego set. What yeah. was at our table? I don't even know what it was. It was a ship from Star Wars. Yeah. So like there's all like these Star Wars ships. I'll, I'll leave it my, as simple as that for my favorite, non-nerds. My favorite there. one was Groot was there. Yeah, they had like Thor a giant Lego Thor's hammer, a giant They had Lego, a Darth Vader, Darth Vader head. Helmet. All this oh, Different, helmet, not head, yeah, I guess. I guess it's kind of his head. <laughs> his head is in the helmet. But it was really cool. 
yeah, I liked that was, part. Everything about it was so Kyle and Gabby. Her flowers were Legos, which was awesome to me. Yeah, that was actually really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Because you can keep those. She'll keep yeah. those forever. It was it was fun. Yeah. So I know we're we like could talk about six this minutes in, but I was going to say this. As the wedding's, as the wedding, before it even started, before we even started the setup, I kind of get the whole plan laid out to me. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. But it all came together perfectly. Which is every how every wedding happens. Yeah. Our wedding, the weather was a disaster the morning of, well, it kind of was a disaster the whole day, but it was good. <laughs> I was fine. It was very chilly, but the guys were wearing suits and yeah. it, it combated our nervous Anyways, sweat. we had so much fun. It's so fun to like celebrate your friends when they're getting married. Hey, this kind of has to do with what we're talking about. Marriage. We'll see you guys next week. I'm just kidding. I said we're just talking about our week. Oh, okay. We're out. Bye. Peace. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, we do want it. So you go ahead. You were were entering into the the Yeah, I was just going to say, so we were talking about marriage and all those fun things, which is really fun. So we're piggybacking off of our last conversation about purity, which really the greater conversation around purity in that word that gets thrown around is really holiness and so yeah um if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to our last one about what purity is and how it's actually holiness you probably want to go listen to that one i was gonna say that but you're just oh i'm on it it. i am the coordinator Liliana has coordinated (laughs) this whole thing um no but (laughs) i think we can just reiterate really quickly if you want to add anything about that like purity when people say like oh can you do an episode on purity we knew we we're assuming that means sexual purity right that's the vein that everybody uses that word in really when the bible talks about purity and living a pure life it's talking about living a life of holiness in yeah. regards to our relationship with the lord and one of the things within that branch of holiness is sexual purity yeah because we're called to be holy yeah. in all our relationships not just our relationship with others but our relationship with ourself our relationship with the lord yeah. Our relationship with a future spouse, relationship with someone you're dating. So all these things fall into that category. Yeah. But we decided to be a little more specific today and talk about sexual purity. Yeah. And I'll just say, I mean, this isn't going to be like a graphic episode, but I know we do have a lot of families, yeah. uh, people who listen with younger kids. There's not going to be anything inappropriate, but there are things that if you have younger children, you listen to this podcast. I know people who listen to it when yeah. they're all in the car together might be one to screen before... Yeah. You listen to it with your kids. I think it's a great thing for kids, but that's going to be parent by parent. Yeah. Good. good so just, just a thought to think about. Again, it's not that we're going to we're gonna say anything crude or inappropriate, but these are things that, you know, families are going to have to deal with individually. So Good thought, babe. So I will leave a brief two-second pause. <laughs> that was good. For you to pause, and then you could listen to this later. Anyway. <laughs> We should like a separate podcast that just you like choose your. We, that's when we get really advanced, like in Netflix, when you can choose, choose right, your, your story. <laughs> and just like oh, children version. Whoop, rest of the podcast. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be pretty cool. I don't know if you could how you would do that. Mm. I'm sure you physically could do that. I don't know if that technology is integrated <laughs> in the podcast world. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Okay. Here's the thing. I think we need to talk about first. Okay. There's this idea that talking about sexual purity or sexual purity is bad. Like the whole concept of mm. the church, Christians talking about sexual purity, oh boy. like it's not a good thing. And we can, this could be multiple, multiple, multiple oh, podcasts, yeah. but we'll keep it brief. And feel free to add anything if you want. Oh, but I'm this sure is what I, I have need. a lot. <laughs> this is why I need people to understand. 
purity culture came out of the 70s, this whole idea of very, the church was hitting, hitting, hitting hard, this idea that we need to be sexually pure before marriage. We need to present ourselves to our spouses as pure as the Lord calls us to be pure, right? Great, that's biblical. There's no getting around that. Anything other than, like, the opposite of that is non-biblical. What came out of that, in a sense, was an overemphasis on purity to the point where it became harmful, and the church was part of that. Not all churches, but the church at large, to where we were telling men and women, if you have sex before marriage, if you are unpure going into your wedding night, you are less desirable, you are second class, the Lord will not bless you with XYZ spouse if you don't do these things. Mm -hmm. That is unbiblical, and that is from Satan. Yeah. That is not true. Is it possible that there are things that we will not receive from the Lord because we sinned against him? Absolutely. But the correlation of if you are not pure before your wedding night means your your marriage is over, you're going to you're going to disappoint your spouse forever. Or not be able All to that have stuff kids. or not yes, I've heard that. You're mm -hmm. not going to be able to have children if you don't do that. That is weak theology and that's people trying yeah. to trick people into being holy. Yeah. And that is not what the scriptures call us And to. it makes me actually want to cry because I know I've talked to so many women who have struggled with infertility and they think like, oh, I'm suffering in this way because I had sex with my spouse before we were yeah. married. And it's like, I mean, I don't understand God <laughs> to the depths of all of his being, right? But mm -hmm. like this whole idea of like you're suffering because of this thing, like God doesn't want that for you in your marriage, right? He doesn't want you to be suffering or be isolated from your spouse or be infertile, right? Like, and I mean, there's so much more we could say there, but I think that's yeah. a good point of like, um, that isn't, that isn't something that comes from the Lord. Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, I understand, you know, there's some girls I think who are around my age who, um, or our age who, are like so against this I, mm -hmm. this word purity culture and I understand what they're saying because of all of these things that they've seen the church do and yeah. ways they've seen people be you know not living up to what they're saying and um but at the same time like as women I think our calling still comes from the Lord mm -hmm. like the calling of living a pure life or dressing modestly, like that's where it usually comes across as purity yeah. culture and dressing modestly. Like that's not a calling that comes from the church. That's a calling that comes from the Lord. And so, um, I, I recognize how women struggle with that. And I mean, there have been times in my life where I've tried to figure out what that means, you know, but really it's, it's something that comes from the Lord. It's not just a peer pressure thing that the church in large is trying yeah. to get women to do or men to do, you know, it's, it's really, a when we're when we're answering before the Lord, we're gonna have to be accountable, and we're gonna have to give an answer for the way we dressed and the way we acted mm -hmm. with others or yeah. by ourselves in private. You know, yeah. like yeah. And um, this is what like I'm teaching through the Sermon on the Mount right now at church, and this is what at the heart of a lot of the Sermon on the Mount is is hey, Jesus is saying hey, you heard it said this way. He mm -hmm. wasn't saying this is what the law said. He's saying this is what the how the law has been interpreted to you by the Pharisees. That if you don't murder or if you don't commit adultery, you're going to be good. Yeah. But Jesus is saying, no, I'm after the heart behind yeah. the thing. If you are angry with your brother without cause, you're guilty of murder yeah. in terms of the law. If you look at a woman or man with lust, mm -hmm. you're guilty of adultery. Yeah. So you say, there's this whole, this whole shift. We're, 
the the Lord is after the heart. So the, the whole thing with purity culture, and that's a ter- hot term, right, today used to describe a period of time when the church was really emphasizing this message. Yeah. At the heart of it, biblical message. Many churches took it too far. And by too far, I don't mean too biblical. It's not possible. You want to be as biblical as possible. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it went, it became unbiblical. Telling men and women, hey, by the way, it is your job mm-hmm. to dress XYZ way because it's your job to protect men mm-hmm. or your job to protect women. Mm-hmm. That's a way of making people fear right. putting on anything. Yeah. Right? There's the, the message is close though. It's hey, yeah, it's it is your job to remain pure before the Lord. Right. And in that, the blessing that comes from that is your brothers and sisters in Christ won't be stumbling. Yeah. But it's not, hey, so and so stumbled. That's your fault. Oh yeah. That's and good. that's the message we've told women. That's the message we've told men. Yeah. And because of that, there was this hyper response the other direction. Right. Where we are at today in the church, where yeah. People have far, far, far abandoned sexual purity because yeah. of the poor messaging that came along with the biblical message. Yeah. So I already know some people have I heard know. me and they're like, I cannot believe I Matt know. is a her- heretic. Let me just track the timeline again. The church had a good message about purity. Mm-hmm. Some churches, and it became a little mainstream, said things that were just not true about purity and harmed people mm-hmm. and actually made the church look like fools because they were saying things that did not align with scripture. They were making people look at each other and not the heart issue mm-hmm. of why we'd be pure. We, t- we went away from what is the heart. The heart is to serve the Lord. The heart is holiness. Now we have seen a, a response to that, which is unbiblical, mm-hmm. but it makes sense because some people took the that message was bad thing too far Mm-hmm. And now they live in a world where we see people who can't grow up in the church. They're leaving the church and they're saying, well, now I'm going to dress absolutely however I want. Now I'm going to sleep with yeah. absolutely whoever I want because the church hurt me. Yeah. And there's so much in that, right? Yeah. That's like, like We could have three more episodes where we talk so about that. So much in that. But here's what I want people to hear. The idea of sexual purity that the Lord wants you to be pure, that mm-hmm. the Lord wants you to live a pure life sexually in your singleness, in your dating, and in your marriage, and leading up to all those things is biblical. Mm-hmm. We are now in a world where we don't see that as true. Yeah. And so we do need to wrestle with that. So I imagine there's people who are a little more, just to use terms, liberal on the issue that mm-hmm. are like, wow, you're being, the fact that you're talking about biblical purity in the church context, you're being way too conservative about things. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And there's probably people who are on the f- far right of uber conservative things were saying, I can't believe you would say that anything bad came out of purity culture. Yeah. That's not true. Think Bad things did happen. Abuse did happen. Telling men and women that they were less and they were unvalued and they were unloved and they were not good Christians Yeah. if they didn't do X, Y, Z was a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was not a good thing to tell young girls and young men, all these things, right? Because yeah. all they all we did is drove them away from the church because we didn't dro- drive them to Christ. Yeah, that's, I think, a good point of like, this isn't about driving people to the church, right? This is about pushing people towards Christ. And so, I mean, this is something, speci- when we're talking about sexual purity, we're talking about something that is important for you when you're single, is important for you when you're dating or engaged or yeah. married, right? Like, because it's not just about, 
you in regards to other people like me as a woman like it's not just about me and how I relate to other men or how I relate to you it's a more importantly about how do I relate to the Lord Jesus Christ in my own life and my relationship with him yeah for sure and I think we just need to get that out of the way because we need to talk about sexual purity in a biblical way which comes out of purity in general or holiness which is what we talked about last week because if we look at sexual purity through any lens other than holiness, other than seeking to be holy, we're going to miss the mark. Right. If I'm trying to be sexually pure, because if I'm not sexually pure, a pastor told me that uh, my husband's going to hate me that I marry one day. Mm-hmm. That's one. There's no way they can know that. That's, yeah. I don't know where that came from. And two, now all I'm doing is living in a spirit of uh, fear, not mm-hmm. a spirit of how can I run to Christ? How can I honor Christ in my right. in my marriage, in my dating, in my singleness? So I think those things are just important to get out of the way. Good. But I think it's also important to talk about how we can be pure in singleness, in dating, and in marriage. I think those are like yeah. three major life stages, yeah. right? So I don't know if you just want to start with singleness. I mean, sure. That's, kind of, that's where everyone starts, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I don't know, do you want to say anything about that or do you want me to? Just keep rolling. <laughs> no, I can go. Um, so I think when we talk about singleness and sexual purity, again, most importantly, we have to look at it as like a, this is my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And so we obviously know from scripture that not everybody is going to get married one day. And so I don't think it's fair to look at all single people and say like, the reason you have to be sing- sexually pure is for your future spouse. Yeah. Because what that does is it creates this ideology of like, well, this only matters because you're going to get married someday and you don't want to hurt them. And that's certainly important. Yeah, I mean, that's a big... I mean, that's that's a, a huge deal. I mean, like, we've yeah. seen that in our own relationship. Where, like, you know, like, it's very evident that that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in singleness, when if you're struggling with sexual purity, yes, it's going to hurt your future spouse, but it's breaking a covenant that you have with the Lord to be obedient to Him. Yeah, for sure. I think... I think you could. I, I don't think I could have put it any better. This idea that, again, I hope we're tracking with the theme here. If we are trying to remain sexually pure for the express purpose of a future result of for someone else, mm-hmm. as if that's the heart of it, if that's the core, we're missing the point. Right. It's for the Lord because He has called us to be holy. He said, "Be holy as I am holy." Yeah. So. This idea that, well, maybe this will happen if I'm pure. And my only motivation to remain pure is because I am going to be a virgin my, until I get married, which means that means the Lord has promised me a woman who's a virgin when I get married. Like that, <laughs> That's not a promise found in Scripture. Yeah. You're not going to find that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a lie people have been told. Yeah. Is it a good – now, so let's not separate – let's not go too far away. Let's not do what, what's happened in the world, right? Does it mean – does that mean – well, I'm, I might as well just have sex with however I want because I'm not promised anything. All Absolutely are not. Yeah. Yes, all things are lawful. Not, not all, all things, things are, are profitable. All things are permissible and all things are profitable. Same thing. But that's what the, that's what happened in this whole movement of, well, if I'm not promised yeah. this, because people found out, hey, I was pure before my wedding night. Um, I married a guy who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? And he was abusive to me. Yeah. That's not what I, what I was told would happen. And so people go, well, that's the church's fault. Now, that's not true. But at the same time, this is the progression that happens. So it's because we have we have strayed from keeping our eyes on Christ. Yeah. So I just think like 
if we're thinking really, really practically, something that's really, really important, I would say in singleness, whether you want to be married or not someday, I'm talking about singleness, like young singleness first, like um, create a good relationship with believers around you. And so what I mean by that first, if you have believers as parents, have a good relationship with your parents when you're young, right? Like, um, I mean, even in our own lives, I think there have been things where it's like, because we had a close relationship with our parents, specifically the issue of sexual purity was like, we were set up well because we had parents who we knew we could talk to about things. Mm -hmm. Um, at least me, I guess I don't want to speak for you, but I would think the same thing for you. Um, for sure. And then, oh no, I lost my train of thought. (gasps) Oh no. That doesn't usually happen on this. That's unfortunate. Especially Go ahead. When, especially you have, when you're just rolling. You I know. It. Do you have something else to add for singleness? I don't. Not necessarily. Oh, you found it. I Go found ahead. it. <laughs> relationship with your parents and then specifically relationships with believers of the same gender. Yeah. I think when I was starting out college, I didn't really realize the benefit of having women in my life mm-hmm. around me to speak into me. Um, but I think when we're talking about sexual purity, for me to think that if I'm only surrounded by guys, if I'm a woman, right, that they're going to help hold me accountable in that area. Like I don't, I don't see that as like a profitable way forward in that. Um, and so I know there's like this huge trend right now for girls to be like, Oh, well I just have like mainly guy friends. I've always gotten along with them. I don't like drama. I understand what we're saying when we say that as females, but in the church and in biblical community, there's something you see together when men are speaking into men's lives and women are speaking into women's lives. So I think that goes from when we're in high school to college to when we're in our 30s, 40s, like the rest of our life. Um, And so I would say in singleness, like a huge thing that I think can help hold you accountable in sexual purity is like having community where you're honest and open about what you're struggling with and then you're not going to lie to them, right? Like you have people who are actually holding you accountable. For sure. That's good. Let's keep moving on. I feel like we could. I know. I feel like I could talk so long. So let's talk about purity and dating. Okay. This was probably a big area. Hold (laughs) or hold. We should have done a different episode for each topic. I guess we could have. Let's make it simple. Just don't date. (laughs) I mean, ever. I I say it as a joke, but I'm I'm also completely serious. Yeah, also kind of serious. Find someone that shares values with you. Commit to them. Propose, and in that process of proposal, figure out if (laughs) God really wants you to marry them, and if not, you can break off the engagement. Guess what? That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. If you're spending three, four, five, six, seven years dating, oh my gosh, you're playing house. Yeah. Sorry, I mean I don't know what to tell you. And you're and you're opening the door for sexual temptation. And saying, well, we're going to get married at some point anyway. Yeah. Let's just have sex. <laughs> and that is called sin, guys. Do you know how many people I talk to who are like, I don't understand why people are getting, people don't, I think, realize how young we are sometimes when they're talking to us. Sure. I'm only 26 years old in a couple weeks. Yeah. Days. I just turned 20. How old did I just turn? 24. Just 24. So we're children. But people are, <laughs> people always say like, I just don't understand why people are getting married so young nowadays. If you are both believers and you know you want to get married and you're young, oh, yeah. just get married. Okay, well, that's the big thing. There's a whole, like, how do you court? How do you date? How do you evaluate side? Hold the conversation. If you two have already know you want to get married, forget the ring, right? If you have already, if you both have talked about getting married, your families are good with you getting married, and you know you want to get married, go get married. Yeah. Seriously. 
go get married in your backyard, make it a beautiful ceremony. Stop, don't spend $40,000 on your wedding. This is just free advice that I normally charge for. It's yours. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get off our. No, but I really do think. Not good for. No, but to be serious, I do know there's a serious temptation, right? Of sexual purity and dating. And how do we do that? I mean, same things apply, right? Like keep your community involved, keep your parents involved. Right. There's all of these things that we could go through of, okay, don't be alone together. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's the other side. Putting it, right? yourself in areas where you're protected. Yeah. <laughs> like, One of the things it talks about, again, referencing Sermon on the Mount, if your left hand causes you to sin, right, cut it off. Yeah. It's not saying cut off appendages. I, I can sin with my right hand if I cut off my left hand. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not a thing. Those are uh, what Christ is saying is, hey, absolutely every stumbling block and obstacle Mm -hmm. in your life that could cause you to sin run far from it Mm -hmm. so if you are in a dating relationship and every time you guys are alone together you can't help but thinking man i wish i could do this with her or him and you got to get out of that situation because what you're doing is you're opening the door to a life of impurity yeah not just sexual impurity but the ultimate impurity which is lack of holiness before the lord And I mean, I think we can talk about this when we move into marriage in a minute, but if you think you can do that while you're dating and while, or while you're engaged, I think dating and engaged here, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll just put them together. If you are already of the mindset, we can push boundaries (laughs) here. Like, oh yeah, that's not going to go well for your marriage either. Yeah. And then just listen, total transparency hour, because I share this story with lots of people and I'm not going to be specific about it. I made that mistake where I was dating someone and our mindset was, well, we're going to get married anyway. And we did not. Same. Did not get married (laughs) at all. And it damaged my relationship with the Lord. It damaged my relationship with my wife, my now wife. I wasn't married before, but. I got you. We got you. I know you understand. (laughs) And that's stuff we had to work through and we still do. So are there consequences? Like I said earlier, I'm talking about the church said X. The church, at, right, right, right. The people in the church would say X, Y, Z will happen if you're not pure, as almost a scare tactic to get people to to just be scared to be impure instead of running to Christ. Right? Is there consequences to to being impure before the Lord in sexual relationships? Absolutely, for everyone, I promise you, yeah. that is a guarantee. There That's will be in scripture. There yeah. will be consequences because there's consequences to sin. Mm-hmm. Do we know what those are? Like, do I know what those are for someone who's struggling with that? And I'm trying to give them advice. No, I can give them a pretty good guess of things that might happen or won't happen because of it. But the thing that we need to understand off the bat is, listen, anything you can do to keep yourself pure, do it mm-hmm. because we are called to be holy. Mm-hmm. Again, and that applies directly to sexual purity. And just to be specific about this topic, dating relationships, engaged, which by the way, if you're not married, you're you're single with someone else. I mean, like you that's know what, what I was gonna like, say. I know that's a whole other conversation. You can be not in a relationship with someone. You can be in a non-married relationship, or you're married. You could. Yeah, the Bible. Was, Ten seconds before you get married, you're just as married as someone who is two years old. Like you're not married. So yeah. this mistake. <laughs> that was of, weird. <laughs> this mistake of hey, we're close to marriage, or we're we're gonna be married in a week, or mm-hmm. we can live together in X Y Z. These are just temptations that are going to open yeah. the door to you falling into sin. And the reason I'm, I've, I have never, never in my life seen people who said, oh yeah, we're just going to cohabitate. We're going to live together, but we're not going to have sex or we're not going to push X, Y, Z boundary. We're going to 
we're going to stay true to the thing that we said we're going to do. It's mm-hmm. never happened. It's not going to happen because we are weak. We, we desire sin at, at yeah. our core. That is our, that is our, I mean, our sin nature. Yeah, there's something that we need to do, which is called humility, right? Like we need to put on humility and understand what our fallen nature and what yeah. our desire actually is. So the Bible talks about, um, in James 1, it talks about like how our desires lead to sin and sin leads to death, right? So at the heart root of all of this is mm-hmm. our desire. What is it that we're desiring? Well, the Bible also tells us in basically all of Paul's letters that our desires is our flesh, right? Our fleshly self who isn't following the Lord yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we're a believer, we know that we have the Holy Spirit working in and through us. Um, But to think that that's going to overpower temptation every single time we're tempted um, doesn't just allow us an opportunity to dive into temptation, right? And that's why scripture speaks about, as we kind of enter into the conversation about marriage, I think that's why scripture tells us when I don't know the chapter or the book, maybe, you know, where it talks about, um, getting married. If you're struggling like with sexual mm-hmm. pure impure thoughts or whatever, like yeah. if you're dating someone and you do want to have sex, get Better married, be married than burn with passion. Yeah. And so, I mean, <clears throat> you don't have an episode right now on diving into all of that, but yeah, I just think like you said, like, you're either married or you're single. And yeah. so really the application stays the same through all of this. We are called to live holy before the yeah. Lord. And can Matt and I sit here and explain the consequences that both of us have had to deal with in our marriage of what we chose to do before? Yeah, we could. Um, but really what it comes down to is if we chose not to obey the Lord at some point in our life, yeah. there are going to be consequences to that. And that's going to be different for each person in whatever relationship mm-hmm. they end up in, either if they're single or married or whatever. And this is true for all sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. could say the consequence of sexual purity is going to be this will happen. We don't know that. The consequence of sin, yeah. just like the consequence of me stealing from the grocery store. Does that mean I'm going to jail? Well, maybe I won't get caught, but... Scripture is very clear that there is mm-hmm. consequences to all sins. We don't know the direct outcome of these things. But I, I'm not, again, not that old, but I've lived long enough and seen enough things to know what happens to marriages, know what happens to yeah. dating relationships, knows what happens to people mm-hmm. when they cross boundaries. They said yeah. they wouldn't specifically in sexual purity. Yeah. And so to some, we said a lot about that, which we could also apply to um, marriage. And yeah. we will, but just to sum all that up briefly... Nowhere in scripture does it say, be wise with Mm -hmm. sin. It says, Mm -hmm. flee sin, Mm -hmm. flee sexual immorality. Specifically, that's actually, not just run from sin, but flee sexual immorality. That is a passage in scripture. We just need to get into our heads. If we can just have one mantra, one sentence, run far from the things that Christ died for. Yeah. Like, you should repeat that. Run far from the things that Christ died for. Because every time we sin, we are basically spitting in the face of Jesus who mm. said, I literally died on the cross for that thing that you find so much pleasure in instead of me. Yeah. And that's the whole point of holiness. Yeah. It's, again, we're, we're being specific here with sexual purity, but it's much bigger than yeah, that. Yeah, the application's the same. For so sure. let's go into marriage. Yeah. I think, um, well, maybe I mean, a lot of start. what we said yeah, applies yeah, yeah. directly into marriage, right? A lot of the consequences of decisions you make will come into marriage. Yeah, right? and that's going to be different so for everybody. Sexual, so the the old sexual purity message was, you will get this if you are pure before your marriage, or you won't get this, and that's not always the case. There are people who have had a life of sexual promiscuity, who have <laughs> yeah. 
phenomenal marriages and phenomenal sexual relationships with their spouses Mm -hmm. in that marriage. And there are people who were completely pure and they're in a marriage with a spouse who abuses them, belittles them, and manipulates them. Mm -hmm. So let's take that off the table for a second. That's not what we're called. We're not called to analyze what could happen, this, that, and the other. We're called to be holy. We're called to be pure. I will say this with confidence. It is a much better thing to to be present yourself to your spouse as a pure vessel, mm-hmm. not because of your spouse. That's a great thing, because of Christ. Yeah, the most important thing, right? Yeah, and that's a you know a picture of a marriage is a picture of Christ and the church. So these these things are all connected. Yeah, but go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say we've already we've already said so much that applies to marriage as well. I was gonna. I was going to try to be really practical. That's what I was thinking. I'll look at that wrong side. Okay, so I was thinking like specifically in a marriage, what maybe could communication look like between your spouse if you're struggling with sexual impurity? That's kind of what I was thinking. Like within marriage? Well, so like, yeah. So two married people and one of them struggles with sexual impurity. Or both of them, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking like a spouse who's struggling with pornography or something like that. Like I know... they both know that both of them are aware of the situation. Say it got brought up in pre-marriage counseling. Gotcha. If you haven't gone through pre-marriage counseling and you're about to get married. Fine. If you didn't go through premarital counseling and you are married, probably good to do as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, I think, I don't know. Go, you go ahead. Well, I'm trying, I was trying to figure out, I wanted to answer your question, but I wanted to make sure I knew your question, right? You're talking about people in a married relationship. One of them struggles with sexual impurity. Yeah, so what is the communication? Here's kind of where I'm coming that? from with this. I had a class at Moody called, um, oh goodness, what was it called? It was on marriage, marriage and family systems. Yes, that is what it was. Mm-hmm. And the professor was a husband and wife who did it. The McCrays, they were awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Pam McCray, she was sharing about how they were meeting with this couple and the wife was really, really struggling because she knew her husband struggled with pornography. And basically what was happening was every day, like multiple times a day, she would ask her husband, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? And she kept getting so frustrated to the point where she like felt like she could no longer forgive him because every time she would ask him, he would say like, oh, I've struggled with this or I've struggled with that. And they were talking about, she was saying from a woman's perspective, from a wife's perspective, there's probably a level of accountability that you need to allow your spouse to get from the other believers in his life besides you. And so, um, Oh, for sure. And I've just seen that I think be so fruitful in our marriage of like, not even just sexual purity, but like other things. Like I know for a fact that you have men in your life asking you things weekly, like, you know, whether it's about sexual purity or pride or anything any sin struggle, if you've been open and honest about areas where you struggle, they're going to be asking you about it. Yeah. And so it kind of, as your wife, relieves this pressure off of my shoulders to be like, oh, I need to make sure he's doing good in this area or the pressure to like, not to be graphic, but just to tell the truth. Like, I think sometimes as women, we can be like, oh, it's my job to make sure I'm having sex with my spouse so that they're not struggling with pornography. Like it relieves some of that pressure because I know that you have other people in your life speaking into you on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. If you're married, your spouse cannot be your accountability partner. Right. That's ridiculous. Because one, you could just lie to them. 
exactly your job with your spouse is to be honest with them yeah um if you're if you're saying oh my wife's my accountability partner that i'm just gonna tell you that's not gonna work you need to have other people in your life men who are men for men uh, women for women and that are gonna be honest with you and speak truth into your life and yeah i mean go back to the whole maybe it's old school i don't think it would it would be inappropriate it would be inappropriate for me to have a female as my accountability partner if i'm telling them hey uh, i'm struggling with xyz sexual impurity right i'm going to talk to sarah so and so about that and for my sake of my marriage that's wrong for, in my opinion oh absolutely but that's the thing i think do people think that's right oh 100 oh. percent. so they're back to what we said earlier long di- dialogue about <laughs> what purity culture was yeah. and people probably thinking what is he saying about purity culture is he you know is yeah. he is he like biblically conservative is he like biblically liberal let's be very clear i i try i believe what the bible says and i don't think it's wise for men to indulge in to like d- divulge that kind of information to women. Oh gosh, that's a whole. In a marriage, I think that's silly. I like, have so many thoughts about the way women are friends with men. Whatever. That's listen, a I have female friends. Um, we don't hang out alone because that's in- unwise. I would say even your communication with <clears throat> them is like very different. So limited. So here's, and that's not because you said, "Hey, you can't talk to X, Y, Z." It's because I want to avoid all, um, all. What's the word? all scenarios where someone could accuse me of wrongdoing. Yeah, it's hard. <clears throat> and that's the world we live in. That one, and I want to get rid of every possible temptation right. to do those things. So this whole idea that it's it's uh, it's oppressive for you to say, I wouldn't ride alone with another woman in a car. I was like, no, that's kind of honoring my wife yeah. and honoring myself by trying to keep myself pure by, again, running from everything. Yeah. Does that mean that the reason I don't sit in the car with the women is because women are these temptresses and they're out to get the men. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's no. a bad picture of people made in the image of God. No. But I know what sin looks like yeah. and I know how easy it is for sin to creep up in people's lives. Yeah. So when, <clears throat> this whole idea of the Billy Graham rule, right? Not going to be alone with women um, of the op- <clears throat> women of the opposite sex. Women are obviously the opposite sex, which apparently is controversial today as well. Let's but, not get into that right now. But being alone with someone of the opposite sex, like that that whole idea, the Billy Graham rule, today is viewed as ridiculous. I have this like terrible... I'll give you water while I talk for a minute. Frog in my throat. <clears throat> um, the view of that is ridiculous, right? Today people go, I can't believe you do that. It's so oppressive to women. That's so old school. I, I think that's the dumbest statement, one of the dumbest statements i ever heard, right? Like we can't possibly think that doing those things is wise as men and women who are trying to live lives of holiness, who are trying yeah. to get rid of all the weight, all the sin. Be clear, like I work at a church staff. Most of the people on staff are women. I work with them all the time. There's no problems there, right? The thing that I think people need to understand though is that when it comes to my relationship with my wife, I'm going to do everything I can to honor her, which part of that is yeah. Um, there's certain places I'm not going to go with certain people. There's certain yeah. things I'm not going to say with certain people. And I'm trying to live a pure life. And my goal is to say, how far can I run from the possibility of sin? Not where's the line where I'll yeah. be fine. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, as far as women go, like there's something to say about not just physical sexual impurity, but like emotional sexual impurity. 
And so I think the first example I ever saw this was one of my leaders when I was younger was talking about how like she um, was struggling with like she would watch movies and like think of like the men in the movie if they were attractive or whatever like oh I wonder what it would be like to like be in a relationship with them not even sexually just like talk to them whatever okay a character or whatever that is in a way I think emotionally being impure against your spouse I think this happens a lot like you were saying in the workplace sometimes Mm -hmm. or even like if you're just around people of the opposite sex regularly um you hear stories all the time about women who like all it takes is you to have one conversation with them where you if you are labeling something as like a deep conversation with someone of the opposite sex and your your husband doesn't know about it like I think that's a really dangerous place to be in because what you're doing is you're allowing that person to see you when you're in a vulnerable state there is something maybe people disagree with this there's something about the way men created women to be attracted God to what men created women oh no 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 what did i, I did you said there's say. something the way that men oh, created women there, there's something about the way god okay. created <laughs> just like, where, god created women where are you going for? Where let you me going continue there's something about the way god created women to be attracted to men when they can have an emotional connection with them that we have to be really careful about not allowing that to happen with anybody and everybody. Yeah. Um, and so there's something about how when I get to sit down with you as my spouse and tell you I'm having a really hard day today because of this and this and this, and you're able to comfort me or bring me encouragement solely by what you say or how you speak with me or just having an emotional connection to me, that is so important I think in a marriage and when we're allowing ourselves to have that outside of marriage with somebody else I think I would say that that's being sexually impure against your spouse mm-hmm. and I think that's become very normal in Christian yeah. circles today um just by oh well, I'm having a hard day this guy's near me I'm going to talk to him about it and then you start to see them comfort you and them pursue you or them bring you comfort um, in a way that really is reserved for your spouse. Yeah. Is that like, that's a, is that like a, a what is that called? Hot a take. hot take? What do the kids call it these days? <laughs> hot, that is a hot take, I think. I agree with you, but it, people, I don't know about listening, but there are definitely people in, in the church, in the, you know, universal church that disagree with that statement. Yeah. I think they're wrong, but it's fine. Well, and okay, we're not trying to be like, you can never have friends who are guys. Oh my gosh, no. But what I really do think is like, the amount of friends that me and you have of the opposite sex that are not our like friends as spouses. Yeah, like I can think of as, one or as, two. As married couples. Yeah. yeah. I can think of like one girl maybe in your life that you have been like friends with for a long time who's like still your friend that I'm friends with now by proxy, but I don't really know her that well, you know? Sure. And I mean, I don't really like... I would say the same goes for me. Like, and I'm not, we're not texting those people regularly to be like, oh, here's how I'm struggling. Here's how you can be, oh, don't even get me started on. Here's how you can be praying for me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're coming up on the 45 minute mark. Oh, my Lanta. Of a podcast that, and I quote, before we recorded, <laughs> Eliana said, it will be a short one. <laughs> You're usually <clears throat> the one who says that. That's true. And then you talk the whole time. 
just to reiterate, because we said a lot, and I think it was <laughs> good, but purity culture is a term used to describe something that many people would view as bad. Let's just get rid of the terminology. Yeah. Purity before the Lord, which includes sexual purity, is a good, necessary, and biblical thing. It manifests itself in singleness. Mm-hmm. You must be pure in your singleness. It manifests itself in a dating relationship. You must be pure in a dating relationship. And it man- manifests itself in marriage. None of those things, the reason to be pure in singleness and the reason to be pure in dating, ultimately is not so that you can present yourself to your spouse. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That's, a, that's the, the hope, right? That's the desire. That would be a good thing. The reason is so that one day when we present ourselves to the Lord, we can mm-hmm. say, look at the look at what you've gave me to steward this body, and I did everything I could to be holy because mm-hmm. you call me to be holy. That's the most important thing. Good. I don't know what else to add to that. Oh, I feel like if I don't stop now, I'll just keep talking the whole night. Well, let's stop then. <laughs> anyway, guys. I hope it was helpful. We did not talk about them, and we're not going to, but we will link in the show notes a couple resources on specifically yeah. sexual purity. Last week. Last time we did a podcast, we linked some things about holiness. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be specifically for sexual purity. Yeah. If this is something anyone is struggling with, please find someone in your life yeah. that you are close with, that you can be honest with. Of the same and gender. They, and they will say, hey, there's no condemnation. I'm going to help you do everything I can yeah. to let you run this race well. And I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to yeah. love you. I'm going to care for you. Knowing that we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God, but this is a big deal and I'm for you. Find yeah. that person in your life. And if you've had that conversation and you haven't been met with that answer, I just want to say like, I'm sorry. Like I've been on that side of the conversation where, you know, you've shared something and it hasn't been met with the grace that you needed in that moment or that you feel like really was there for you. And that's really hard. Um, but not everybody in the church is like out to get you. Um, so I hope that if you've had that conversation, you can try and put your faith in the Lord that you can have a beneficial relationship where you can talk about that again and someone will meet you there with grace. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. We will see you next week. Bye.